I'm happy or my job is successful, just anything. And our brain, if we repeat that, literally does change our behavior uh, as to relaxation and helps us with sleep. And just to repeat it, as I will many, many times, just our psychological and our physiological bodies work best with routines. And getting that sleep routine down is just kind of the basis or the bedrock of having all of the rest of our body functions work then. Welcome to the Miracle Plant Podcast, the show that inspires, promotes, and gives you a daily dose of inspiration from the people who have used cannabis to change their lives in extraordinary ways. Here's your host, Justin Benton. Welcome back to the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant with so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. Today, we are going to talk about the side effect of raw cannabis, raw hemp, CBDA, cannabinoid acid. People come to us all the time, number one reasons pain, number two reasons stress, and then they ask, because we've been conditioned by big pharmaceutical companies, to know what are the side effects by taking a raw plant. Like someone asking, what are the side effects of drinking orange juice? But they ask, what are the side effects of taking raw hemp? And the side effects, they are deeper sleep. (laughs) So most people come for pain and they'll say, well, the side effects are you won't be as stressed out likely and you'll get deeper sleep at night. So people aren't used to side effects actually being a positive thing. Just like what are the side effects of going for a run? Getting that runner's high, feeling better, higher metabolism, but deeper sleep as well. Again, always going for that that H word, that homeostasis, where the body is in tune and in balance and can operate at most high efficiency. So today we're going to talk about sleep. We got my mom, Janet Benton-Gaylor, the head of research and development at the Miracle Plant, and Dan, the man's here with us, the producer of the show, along with PodCon X. And uh, we're going to talk also about daylight savings time. So I will turn that over to my mom, Janet. Well, glad to be here. <clears throat> Yeah, sleep is one of our most important body functions. And as Americans, we tend to do everything we can to either avoid it till it's convenient to our schedule and try to take different drugs and do things to change it. And we have no idea how important it is. Um, For millions of years, however long humans have been around, uh, sleep was guided by when the sun came up and when the sun went down. And that also then, everything in our body is based on cycles, we call them circadian rhythms, and we're used to that with jet lag, but we don't realize that if we're not following a basic pattern every day with sleep, we get that same problem when it's not quite as noticeable as dramatic jet lag. And then we all have daylight savings time starting tomorrow, I believe. And that again is changing all of our sleep times. And again, to all of our circadian rhythms in terms of every process in our body, including, like I say, digestion, um, sleep, pain, everything in our body relies on a rhythmic, organized approach to it. And so daylight savings time definitely does interfere with that. And we feel better for like falling back in the fall instead of going forward. But any change in sleep um, has a dramatic and negative effect on our body, actually all of our body uh, conditionings. I've noticed Congress, by the way, is thinking of making daylight savings time permanent. And so that would be one thing in terms of you only change your clock once. But again, too, it's getting away, getting us away from normal time and millions of years of our bodies knowing how to relate to the time of day by the sun. 
And so again, people often don't even think about our bodies or anything in depth. They just think, oh, this is more convenient if I have more time to play golf after work. And so that's, that's just super important to be aware of that. At one point, scientists tried to figure out a way to change our circadian rhythm, especially for shift workers, to make it easier for them. But they realized there wasn't like one location in the body that controlled that. It, every cell in our body is related uh, to controlling um, our circadian rhythms or the rhythmic pattern to make our body function better. Um, so again, too, with daylight savings time, it's not as dramatic a change, but it still has all these effects that we don't even think about. Um, it's also important to remember that the uh, majority of Americans, over 70 million Americans, have sleep problems. And sleep is one of our most complex things our body does. And so it, it's disrupted very easily by things like pain or anxiety, stress, if we're sick, uh, medication and its side effects, uh, dietary things, eating too much sugar, uh, drinking caffeine in the morning and taking medication at night to go to sleep. And then just also what behaviors in our routine and then how our environment is set up. And so again, to sleep is just incredibly important. Uh, sleep problems are kind of basically two categories. A lot of people have trouble going to sleep and that's the biggest problem, but many people have trouble uh, staying asleep, especially about three in the morning when our circadian rhythm is low. And so then we're more easily awakened. That's also when you wake up, if you've uh, had a bunch of, to drink, a little alcohol before bed, uh, you kind of go to sleep, but again, to tend to wake up during that time. And so that's another issue that people deal with. Um, and then if you're not sleeping correctly, you can have some short-term problems, like you're just not feeling well, you feel fuzzy headed, um, but it can also lead to really super long-term problems, including health problems. Uh, and so again, to sleep is nothing to kind of ignore. I think most of us just kind of ignore it and try to fit it in our schedule whenever we can. Uh, but people with chronic sleep problems um, end up with many mental health issues as well as physical health issues. And so just a brief overview of sleep. We hear people talking about sleep. So in general, when we're sleeping, we have what's called light sleep. And if you have like your Fitbits or your garments or whatever, a lot of people try to measure how much sleep they're getting. So light sleep is kind of taking you in and out of the two major types of sleep. Uh, we, and so deep sleep happens within about 90 minutes to a couple of hours after you go to bed. And if you're not getting that deep sleep, so if you're staying up late, in other words, you're not getting that deep sleep. And deep sleep is the healing sleep in our bodies. And so there's an old saying, uh, an hour of sleep before bed, before midnight is worth two hours after. And so people that stay up till midnight or 11 often do not get appropriate deep or healing sleep. And that can lead uh, to all kinds of health problems as well. Because uh, deep sleep restores our energies. It's when we regenerate our cells, uh, when we send out blood to our muscles for healing. It's when we strengthen our immune system. And so all these very important things have to happen if you're not sleeping before midnight, especially. And then people are more familiar with REM or dream stage sleep. And that usually happens after midnight. And so again, too, it's very important uh, that that's where we integrate all the things that have happened during the day emotionally, as well as all the things we've been exposed to, to remember and, you know, put things into long-term storage and memory. And also it's when we sleep that during uh, REM sleep or dream sleep, 
that we have kind of innovative and creative solutions to the problems that we're having. And again, to all these stages are important for us to have good sleep. And one of the first things you can do, by the way, with any kind of health or sleep issues is to start measuring it. Uh, I think even probably phones do it now, but or any kind of an app that can tell you when you're asleep, how long you're spending in each stage of sleep. Um, any questions from the peanut gallery before I go on? Not for me, you, Dan? No, keep going, it's, this is good. <laughs> okay, a little, a little training here today on sleep. And so again, too, not having enough sleep uh, can cause all kinds of problems related to health, both deep sleep and REM sleep. But deep sleep is the one that's the most related to health problems. Um, just besides, we can relearn something again, but over time we end up with poor health if we're not getting that deep sleep. Uh, and even deep sleep affects our uh, how our metabolism and our body works. If you're not getting enough sleep, your metabolism even slows down, which is very important to a lot of people worried about diets and being healthy. And not getting enough deep sleep also increases uh, inflammation in the body. And as we've learned before in previous podcasts, inflammation is the basis for all autoimmune diseases, and it's part of all pain. Pain is a combination of inflammation and nerve damage. So not getting enough sleep, again, to you're literally increasing nothing positive and many, many negative things. And people who don't get enough sleep often can end up with like hypertension, uh, heart disease, cardiovascular disease, and then what we call metabolic syndrome. So if you're, again, your metabolism is slowing down. And that can allude to, uh, result in type 2 diabetes, uh, gaining weight, uh, even colorectal cancer. And uh, so if you already have some health problems and you make it even worse by not getting enough sleep, it's a very, very bad combination. And so if you've already have 70 million people identified as having sleep issues, uh, I imagine there's many, many more people that don't really discuss it with their doctor or do anything, just try to put up with it. And so there's many solutions for sleep uh, and but people in general tend to try to in america especially we want quick fixes and so um which usually in america ends up being things like over-the-counter sleep aids uh or alcohol um or smoking a thc before bed and again too, we want quick fixes here but those do not add to our quick fix and as you might imagine on this podcast one of the best uh, solutions for any kind of sleep issue is CBDA, the raw CBDA. And we'll cover that a little bit more in detail. But it deals with the real obvious things right away, like anxiety and pain uh, and a general lack of balance in the body, which are the main things that interfere with sleep. So starting with sleep solutions, one of the most obvious ones is just environmental. Again, too, we very rarely set up our house or think about our bedrooms or our patterns of behavior in our environment as being related to sleep. And so one of the most obvious things is like have a specific place for sleep. I know there's a lot of people that fall asleep on their couches watching TV or in their recliners. And again, too, that is not an optimal uh, place for sleep. So just really common logical things, um, have a place just for sleep. Um, make sure you can turn the lights off and all the electronics off. Make sure it's not next to the family room if your kids are still up late. So just very common things to have a dark space and a quiet space uh, make a difference. And also we see a lot of TV commercials about beds 
in mattresses. Just make sure you have something that's comfortable for you. And a simple thing like a pillow that doesn't get your neck pushed up too high or too low, so it's not just uncomfortable in the morning. Uh, and then another thing is the temperature. I know there's a lot of people that like to have their windows open or super cold to sleep, but our body actually needs warmth to sleep and it needs a warm temperature. The more heat there is, the more our body can relax into sleep. And so those of you with your windows open in the winter might be fun for some reason. I don't understand it myself, but just to think you want a, a temperature that's comfortable and more warm than cool. And then the other huge problem we have with sleep in America is just loud noises. So again, to make sure your bedroom is quiet, uh, even background noises, if there's a change in them, like a TV left on, it can disrupt your sleep and wake you up again. And when related to that, a lot of people listen, watch TV or listen to podcasts or music or anything before going to bed. And that again, keeps us on an alert level. And so we recommend stopping all of those things 30 or 60 minutes before bed. Uh, and, the, and just the number of electronics in our home has become one of the major barriers to why people have poor sleep now. Um, a lot of people use TV and their phones and those sorts of things, besides how addictive they are to us. They, we use them to stop us from thinking and stop thinking about problems or whatever, any kind of anxiety or anything about that. We just want to drown it out and keep our brain, you know, engaged so we do not think about that or anything that's going on. And so again, too, that's leading to sleep problems and plus anxiety and things because we aren't solving those problems. Uh, the other problem with having all your electronics around at night is again, to think back to our caveman days when we went to sleep when it was dark and woke up when it was light. When you have electronic devices on that emit light, which I think all of them do, uh, you are literally keeping your brain in daylight, which is again, going to make it harder if you go to sleep or even to start that cycle of going into light sleep, into deep sleep, because your body thinks it's still bright daytime. And so just the light from the, the all the electronic devices, besides the whole idea of the light spectrum itself being bad for us. Uh, then we also get worried about having electronics close to us at night, just because of the effects of some of the Wi-Fi and electronic vibrations or whatever going through and so it's again to just i know it's very very hard uh try to get those electronic devices out of your bedroom uh, including that phone you can hear it ringing even if it's a little bit farther away and get that tv off and again it's recommended about 60 to 90 actually up to two hours before bed to get away from all electronics and so if you could even do that i think we'd have half people's see uh, sleep problems solved um and people think that TV ha helps them go to sleep, but actually you, you kind of get sluggish, but your mind still stays totally activated. So again, to TV, your phones, none of those things are helpful. Uh, for some people though, if you have like an audio book, especially one that's not full of new information or like a thriller, just kind of a calm in the voice in the background and set a timer on it for 30 or 60 minutes, uh, that can be helpful. Uh, because you're not looking at it, it's just there and it's just a calming thing to get our thoughts you know, more calm. And so again, too, uh, we'll get back to our quick solution, which is adding in CBDA. But another one is just forming new habits uh, around bed. And so many of, these, many of them sound simplistic, but they're actually quite effective. One is just to start this simple habit at night 
of writing down what you accomplished that day and then what are your main goals for tomorrow and so that does give our brain a sense of accomplishment and relaxation and helps reduce anxiety that we've kind of encapsulated what we did that was good we know what we're going to work on tomorrow and so it seems very simple that we've often talked here too about the importance of like having a calendar or writing down things and keeping things written down so a very simple thing you can have a notepad or sticky notes or anything just to write down what you did that was accomplished today and what to do tomorrow uh, and that gets rid of that free form anxiety that kind of floats around us all the time and helps us uh, prevents us from falling asleep and you can do the same thing for what you did at home good and what you have for home tomorrow as well as for work And then a really important thing that does relate back to daylight savings time is it's very important to have a specific time for going to bed and a specific time for waking up each day. And it, I can't emphasize that enough. Our body wants to be effective and it does that by being organized because like say you needed to make bile, there's all these different precursors before you do it. So our body has to be organized to start each long process on at a regular time. And so one of the most important thing is, is just setting up specific time for going to bed. And again, too, it sounds simple, but it's very, very important. And then to uh, have your alarm wake up at a certain time every day also. Uh, it's important also to stop eating and drinking about two hours before bed. And that two hours will come up quite a bit. That's about how much time it takes our body to totally relax, to be able to go into sleep. Um, also, do not exercise at night. Again, too, that's going to get you all pumped up and that effective exercise can last several hours that are not going to be beneficial for sleep. Um, also, stop work and home chore activities before going to bed. Another interesting sleep problem I've come across with many people is they have pets that wake them up or dogs that get them up to go to the bathroom during the night or cats that have to be out, out at a certain time. So whenever possible, try to work out a routine with your cats and dogs that keep keep you from being woken from sleep. And so there's so those different things, just have your bedroom organized, have a sleep routine, all those things are important. But you can also do things in the morning that work toward having a better ability to sleep at night. And one is, again, exercise works best in the morning. And I know Justin does that every morning. And a lot of people I know do that every morning. Even as little as 20 minutes of exercise in the morning can set your whole body up for not only a good day, but a good sleep that night. And then there's also things you can add in that help directly relax you, such as meditation techniques. And they don't have to be complicated. And there's a thousand apps out there on all your phones and everything to, to give you meditation techniques. Uh, but you can even do the most simple things of like counting to 100 backward or forward or anything. It doesn't have to be anything very in-depth uh, that you have to do. And another huge benefit that is not used enough in America is yoga. And so yoga doesn't have to be, again, some strenuous, complicated routines of poses that nobody can do, but just a very simple daily yoga practice. Um, and that works best in the evening. Uh, just a relaxation and very slow movements. And again, too, there's all kinds of apps and TV shows and DVDs. Um, and also just people in any town that can train you in yoga. And then you can just carry it over into your home. And another just super simple thing to go to sleep is this. We call it a mantra. Just basically a statement that you can repeat during the day to help yourself relax and also at night. And it can be very simple, such as all is well. 
or everything works out the best for me, or I'm happy, or my job is successful, just anything. And our brain, if we repeat that, literally does change our behavior, uh, adds to relaxation and helps us with sleep. And just to repeat it, as I will many, many times, just our psychological and our physiological bodies work best with routines. And getting that sleep routine down is just kind of the basis or the bedrock of having all of the rest of our body functions work bed. And kind of along with that too, uh, if, if you're a parent, you definitely taught your kids sleep routines uh, in that desperation to get them to sleep well at night. And so we'd have their baths and their bedtime stories and their favorite pets and uh, the reading the book and all that sort of thing. But we forget as adults, we still do need to do that same thing. And so again, to go ahead and monitor yourself, like what am I doing before I go to bed and how can I do it in a better way so that I actually get more sleep. And so again, too, as I mentioned, move those electronics out. Don't use those as a crutch or whatever to go to sleep. Write down your problems, organize those so they're not top of mind when you're trying to sleep. And then we need to address the problem that many Americans use, which is drinking alcohol before bed, uh, taking high THC products, um, or taking over-the-counter pharmaceuticals like Ambien or Lunesta or Benadryl. I, I hear people I talk to for consultations taking all kinds of very unusual medications that have some kind of a sleep side effect. Um, so again, too, it's very important to stop doing that. As we mentioned, none of those are effective. Uh, alcohol and THC and those and the drugs, all to me, they do more what's called, I call passing out. So they knock you out, but they're not putting you into a natural sleep that fits in with the natural body processes of sleep or a natural effective form of sleep. And so we need to get some new habits again, too. So as I'm saying, start writing down at the end of the day what you did. It sounds simple. It's, it's very important. And especially what problems that you've resolved. And then just behaviorally, again, too, have a specific time for going to bed and waking up each day, exercising only in the morning, uh, stop eating and drinking two hours before going to bed, stop working and doing home chores also two hours before bed and before going into your bedroom. I know sometimes we're still picking up a little bit later, but make sure it's not anything really uh, too active. Um, and then also you can, again, do the yoga psychological processes like relaxing yoga mantras to help you sleep. Okay, moving. Try and make this a little shorter here. And so, once we get some of those basic things done, the other thing too is just our dietary interventions. Again, too, we tend to eat uh, caffeine, alcohol, sugar, um, energy drinks, and things like that. And so we, there's a tendency to drink caffeine or pop with caffeine in it in the morning. And then at night, that's when we add in the counter stimulants or whatever, the medications and the alcohol. So you need to start out in the morning. Uh, and it's just so incredibly addictive. I know caffeine and coffee and tea and pop and everything that people in America drink every morning. Uh, if you really want decent sleep, you need to stop that cycle very slowly, whatever works for you. There's all kinds of things you can drink without caffeine. And you just need to break that cycle because once you're not starting your day with caffeine, then you're probably not going to have to rebalance that at night with other things like the alcohol or THC or massive amounts of simple carbs at night to go to sleep. And so again, too, it's a whole day. So start out, don't even start with the stimulants and then you're not going to have to have the other things at night. 
And so again, too, those are some basic overall things that you can think about. Um, organize your bedroom, find your pattern for when you exercise, find relaxing activities at night, making sleep a priority. And there's probably nothing more important than sleep. And the next one would be eating healthy. But without proper sleep, nothing in our body's functioning well. And so many Americans, especially, just taking it for granted that they're going to have to do some intervention and often a very unhealthy intervention for them to get sleep. And it just it ends up being a terrible cycle that's really, really hard to get hard to get out of. And so then our simple solution, the best solution for any kind of uh, sleep intervention is raw CBDA from hemp. And we mentioned many times in our program, so I won't go into it, but the raw CBDA that goes to every receptor in the body and balances everything in the body, uh, balances that serotonin level, which is where your anxiety comes from. And then serotonin levels affect your melatonin levels, which is the sleep. And so some people, like I say, make take melatonin over the counter, adding some large, oddly made, uh, it's, it's basically another form to me of, of pharmaceutical, into a finely tuned, highly organized body, uh, just is not a long-term solution. So the CBDA, by balancing your serotonin levels, also balances melatonin levels. And then it also helps with anxiety. And anxiety is a major reason people can't sleep at night. And so people I know that take our CBDA for uh, anxiety know that it works great for that. It also is working great for pain. And pain is another huge problem people have that interferes with their sleep. Uh, just any kind of back pain or headache or stiff neck or anything like that can keep people awake at night. So the CBDA helps very well by helping people uh, with getting rid of anxiety and pain, which are two of the major reasons people can't sleep. Another problem with sleep is just being dysregulated. So that goes back again, having this set time to go to sleep, the set time to wake up. And this also in our body, we call it homeostasis or balance that CBDA provides. And so it balances all of those functions in your body, balances your digestion, balances your sleep. Um, and so again, too, that's going to help balances your immune system, which is huge um, to have balanced. And so again, too, that's also going to help balance everything in your body to help you sleep. Well, yeah. that all sounds so awesome. Um, and I would just throw in there, don't forget throwing on the old uh, fan, the old box fan that sits on the floor. My grandma Pat taught me that many years ago. But, um, and for those of you that are like, I'm not giving up coffee and I'm not doing that and that sounds too hard and all that stuff, say fine. Then just take a whole bunch of raw hemp CBD oil, CBD oil before you go to bed at night and you'll be okay. Baby steps. And uh, again, Americans, we're, we've been conditioned for better or worse. Um, many would argue worse. Um, looking for the quick fix. Give me the pill. Give me the thing. Give me the thing. I want it now. I want it now. I want it now. I want my Starbucks. I want my energy up. You know what I mean? And I want, I'm tired. I want to go to bed. I want my energy down. And I'm just going to like flip a switch. And that's not how the body works. But if you just want the quick fix, then we make this product called Chillex. And it's got organic passion uh, flour infused in with the raw organic cold pressed hemp. CB, high in CBDA along with the, all the other cannabinoids. And uh, give that a shot. So I'll turn it back over to you. I got to pop on something else right now and uh, let you guys take it away. Sounds good. Yeah, and the CBDA is great. And so, and again, too, we're talking about a product that our body recognizes. Our bodies actually make uh, endocannabinoids or cannabinoids made by the body. And the CBDA matches what we call 2AG, which is a um, endocannabinoid related to our nervous system and nerve repair and nerve regeneration. 
And so the CBD, again, is addressing all those neurological issues. It's addressing balance in your brain and relaxing you so you can sleep. And so again, too, it's not just one more drug over the counter. And that's why it's important to actually really invest if you're, because many people have heard about CBD. They're often confused about which product or are they different? They're very, very different in terms of how they're processed. So the raw whole plant CBDA that we have at 101 CBD, uh, the research is very clear that the CBDA is what the plant makes. And if you don't heat it and change it, kind of like turning orange juice into tang, uh, it's going to be 10 to 100 up to 1,000 times more beneficial. And it certainly is just all the complexity of the CBDA works perfectly with the complexity of our sleep issues and our sleep time. And I recommend that people take it like an hour before bed. Uh, the CBDA comes in a sublingual oil, we call it, and the Chillax is the one that we have focused on sleep. And so an hour before bed, you get out your bottle, often keep it by your bed, I recommend. Um, you shake it, you take out your dose, it comes with a little dose card so you can see how many milligrams you're taking. Uh, put it under your tongue, keep your tongue on the roof of your mouth out of the way, and then if you leave it at least five to seven minutes under your tongue, it goes right under that membrane under your tongue, right into your sublingual gland. And from there, it goes directly into the bloodstream and our bodies are very intelligent, so it takes it wherever there is imbalance or inflammation or nerve damage. And so it's going to go and fix whatever's in your unique body, and which is another huge benefit. Uh, you can leave it up to 15 minutes under your tongue, and then there's nothing to swallow. And so people that have serious health conditions like cancer and Alzheimer's and stuff often leave it longer. And so it's very important to take an hour before bed because it takes 20 to 40 minutes to start working under the tongue. I'll mention too, if you take like gummies or anything that you swallow, it goes through your stomach and your liver and you get about 10% of what you take. And so if you have a 20 milligram gummy, you're gonna get about two to three milligrams. And then you also have the time it takes to go through your stomach and digestion and liver. So it can take an hour or two to start working. And so again, too, for that sleep pattern, the CBDA sublingual oil under the tongue, five to seven minutes, literally in 20 to 40 minutes, it's working. And so then you're not sitting there laying about laying awake tossing and turning and then it and it's also not like habit forming except that it is habit forming in the sense that your pain is gone or you're sleeping and so it's a it's a huge benefit to add to your sleep routine and one of the quickest ways and so you can do all the huge environmental and behavior changes and add in your exercise in the morning your yoga at night and your mantras and get those electronics out of the bedroom and away from you which like i say almost is my number one suggestion behind adding in cbda and then when you have that CBDA working, it's also important that uh, we talked about deep sleep, which is our healing sleep happens usually before midnight and it's critical to keep us healthy. And so it's also good at that deep sleep time to have the CBDA circulating in your body while your body's doing that repair during deep sleep. And so again, too, I always recommend that people have the bottle right by their bed at night. Then we also recommend taking it first thing in the morning. So it's handy there in the morning too, before you got to bed to take it again, to get your day started. Uh, so again, too, sleep is very complex. And I know we're gonna have to make that big change um, tomorrow. And even though it might seem easier to fall back, our bodies are having a huge dysregulation, even changing it an hour. And so be aware of that, you know, work especially well to make sure you have the things I recommended to trim a calm, quiet bedroom writing down what you did, what you have to do tomorrow to get some of the anxieties off your brain. 
getting rid of those electronics, stopping any hard work or work leftover work from the office at home, like two hours before bed. From two hours until your time to go to sleep is a time to relax. Uh, talk to your family, read a book, do relax, do your yoga, uh, do relaxing things like that instead of just staying dangerous now because we have these all these series and they just seamlessly go from one to the next episode. Whereas like when I grew up in the old days with television, there'd be all these commercials and there'd be another show. And so you always had plenty of time that break that fascination or that link, that addiction to the screen. But now the way they just flow from one to another, I did it the other night, suddenly it's two in the morning, I've been watching this show. So again, to get control of those electronics, and then when you have trouble with sleeping, besides, once you've done all the recommendations and you're exercising and relaxing and not using electronics and all that, and you're not drinking coffee in the morning and you're not uh, having alcohol and all kinds of stimula- anti-stimulants at night, just remember the CBD is always there for you. And for instance, myself as a kind of pretty high level active brain thinking person, I started out with taking two full droppers of our 1600 milligram to get to sleep. Then over time, as my body's gotten more relaxed and I have less pain and less anxiety, now I'm down to half a dropper of our um, 800 milligram. So that's going from like uh, 50 milligrams to go to sleep at night down to 13 milligrams to go to sleep at night. And I don't even need it every night, but I take it every night because I because of the healing benefits. So there is a solution to this age-old problem of sleep, and it isn't... Uh, taking sedatives or alcohol or THC at night and then having to counterbalance that in the morning with caffeine and pops and different things like that. Uh, Just start honoring your body and its need for routine and the importance of all of our healing and thinking and everything we do well is based on getting enough sleep. And then if you need assistance with that, the CBDA that we have here, which obviously we believe is the best, um, and the research documents that is a wonderful thing to add to get rid of any kind of sleep issues um, that totally interfere with our work life, our home life, and our health if we're not getting that adequate sleep. And I recommend too, just trying some now during this change uh, from daylight savings time. Again, too, that's going to be a big disruption for your body and your sleep. And that's my summary. Wow, that was very comprehensive as normal, Janet. One, one question <laughs> I have, one, I, I sometimes I know I get confused on this, but standard time is the normal, that's the normal time. Daylight savings time is when we, is, is, is not, is not normal. Is that, is that the way it's? Cor- correct, correct. And that's why it's concerning that Congress wants to make daylight savings time permanent. Because again, too, it's never going to be a natural time anymore. And so, yeah, the normal time is, like I say, it's very, very important. Uh, that So it, it'll take us a while to adjust to it. We don't, we don't often notice the deep changes that are going on in our body, but definitely we notice the first few days uh, that we're making that change, especially in the spring. Yeah, so we wake up we wake up with the sun, and that's why standard time is is more closely related to that because it's sunny in the morning and then it's dark earlier at night that's the standard time okay right yeah and even our bodies too like we all know in the winter we tend to put on more weight kind of like hibernating like the bears mm-hmm. and so anything that we're doing to change we just have no idea of how many things we're changing uh, with that 
And so, yeah, falling back, I'd say is easier, but any kind of change to our sleep uh, is, is a problematic. And I think we just don't at all see sleep for, it's one of our most powerful weapons we have or whatever. I always say sleep is a weapon because it keeps us healthy and thinking well. And if you don't, if you just try to control it yourself by using different drugs and stimulants and things like that, you're kind of missing the whole point. And so I think it's one of our most important functions that we need to respect and do well if we want to be healthy. It's one of the pillars that Justin talks about all the time. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah, it's right up there with diet. To me, those are the two main pillars, um, yeah. although they're all important. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I, that was great. And I'm sure everyone's going to be really uh, thinking more about this uh, tomorrow morning when they have that extra hour of sleep, but they don't realize that there's their whole bodies are, have, will have to make an adjustment. But then hopefully, or they'll reach out for their bottle of, uh, of um, CBDA and, and, then, and then this will be won't even be an issue. Um, yeah. Do you want to? And then my final thought too is, and I know everything's kind of complicated. And so you can always go to askjanet.org and that's where you schedule appointments with me. And then I can, and it's their free consultations. And I talk about CBDA, but also any range of health issues or anything. Um, and I also can send people out copies or summaries of my sleep recommendations. I'm actually working on writing a book right now to include everything in it because there's just so many things stacked up sitting around here. That'd be better if everybody knew about them instead of just sitting here. So, yeah, just remember if any any questions related to sleep or things we talk about on our podcast, you can just go to askjanet.org and set up a free appointment. And I love to talk to people, and I do it a lot, and give you specific solutions. And we have the link to askjanet.org in the show notes. So if you want to, if you don't write it down, just click the link after when you're listening to the show, and you can get right to her right to her page. Uh, Just. Justin told us that he has to he had to do an important call so he's not going to join us for the for our sound sound off Janet so maybe I'll count us down to the heal the world chant at the end of our every show we always say heal the world because that's Justin and your mission is to reach a billion people by two, 2025 so are we ready we're ready <laughs> <All right. laughs> three two one heal, heal the world. world! I always say woohoo at the end. Yeah, thanks for joining us, everyone. And we will see you again next week at 10 a.m. Pacific time on Clubhouse next Saturday. Have a great day and enjoy that extra hour of sleep. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, Dan. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday.